Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and free with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today, a little bit breezy this morning uh, and a high of 39 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 46, 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. As a sad one, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac died yesterday after a, quote, short illness, unspecified. She was 79 years old. Her family was in the hospital with her when she passed. The band issued a statement saying, quote, she was truly one of a kind, special and talented beyond measure. She was the best musician anyone could have in their band and the best friend anyone could have in their life. Two uh, two things. Yeah. One, uh, here's a popular opinion. We've talked to Mick Fleetwood. We've talked to Lindsey Buckingham. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to her. She was the nicest of all three of them. She was very nice. Yeah. Here's my unpopular opinion. Yeah. I find her to have been more attractive than Stevie Nicks. I actually would agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah. In, in my own opinion, I always thought she was the prettier, prettier of the two. Stevie Nicks is uh, not a bad-looking lady. She's just she looks like she just kind of rolled out of bed and decided, "Hey, I'm going to sing songs today." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she got all the attention. That's the thing. But yeah, for my yeah. money, Christine McVie. Well, <laughs> please, they were besties. Uh, Stevie Nicks shared a handwritten letter on social media calling Christine her quote best friend in the whole world since the first day of 1975. She didn't even know Christine was sick until late Saturday night. Uh, 1975 is when Stevie joined the band. Stevie also shared the lyrics to the uh, Haim song, Hallelujah, which includes the lines, I had a best friend, but she has come to pass. One I wish I could see now. She added, quote, see you on the other side, my love. Don't forget me. Christine uh, joined Fleetwood Mac in 1970 and wrote the classics Don't Stop Everywhere, Little Lies, and also had solo hits with uh, Love Will Show Us How and mm-hmm. Got a Hold on Me. She was married to John McVeigh for uh, from 1969 to 1970, a whole right. year. How do you? That how is. Do you, like, you how know. do you stay in a band with your ex for that long? I always had a, took issue with somebody who was friends with their ex-wife, uh, you know, for many years. I always thought that was a weird situation. Can you imagine being at work with them every day? No. No, I can't. Uh, can't imagine that at all. We're friends. We've let bygones be bygones. I like to be like his next girlfriend or his next wife. Going, uh, you're still on tour with her. Listen, nothing's happening. You're staying in hotel rooms at nighttime uh, all across the country. Can I come? No. <laughs> you're on the tour bus with rails of blow all yeah. over the place, yeah. and you're telling me that everything's on the up and up. Everything is fine. There's nothing to worry about, sweetie. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, Chris, uh, Christine McVie. Had to go back and look at it. Is it Christy or Christine? Christine. I know. I'm just kidding. Good Morning America co-hosts TJ Holmes and Amy Robach have been having an affair since March. Hey, now. Oh, yes. They're both married to other people. Oh, no. She, she's married to uh, Robach's husband is former Melrose Play star Andrew Shue, who's Elizabeth Shue's brother. She's still married to Andrew Shue? Yeah. And Andrew Shue is just finding out about this now? Uh, well, I guess everybody's finding out about this now. They hid it well enough that GMA producers were shocked when they found out. They reportedly left their 
respective spouses back in August. So this happened. They've already divorced or or at least separated right. since August. Britain's Daily Mail has pictures of them being intimate in various locations. The photos include hand-holding and brace yourself, butt-touching. Stop it. I know. Can you imagine that? You know, I've always thought that uh, butt-touching is the telltale sign that something's going on. It's uh, some sort of a shenanigan happening. Ro- Robach deactivated her Instagram account yesterday afternoon. Yeah, you know how the trolls go. Yeah, I know they're gonna be yeah. all uh, giving her the giving her the business, and they're know, all gonna she, start. You see people. That's not Andrew Shue. That's not him. Who's that guy? Who is that? Uh, that's uh, my that's, pool boy. <laughs> that's everybody who's famous that ever got divorced and found themselves with somebody else. Uh, Al Roker was hospitalized earlier this month due to blood clots in his legs and lungs, but he was just released in time for Thanksgiving. However, on Friday, he had to be rushed back to the hospital. It's like, oh, I need to be at that parade. Like, that's that's the mentality of, I need to be the guy. Can't you just take the year off and relax and, and rest? I don't know. Without him, I didn't even watch the parade. Uh, his condition was worrying, but once back in the hospital, he had improved, according to a source. Al is in the, still in the hospital, so he missed last night's lighting of the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting. Uh, just like he missed last week. Oh, he did miss the Thanksgiving parade. Yeah, he wasn't there. Oh, I see. I thought he was there. I no. Thought, were they just showing footage then of him? I thought I, mean, I saw him. There. It must have been like a like a yeah, reel or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, like no, that. they they didn't they didn't show. It's the reason why I didn't watch. Uh, and if you can't stand Elon Musk, uh, I can tie this into the story of your hatred for him. Ready? Yes. When Al was taken away in the ambulance, his wife, Deborah was going to follow them in her Tesla, but it malfunctioned and she couldn't unlock it, and her phone was inside. A neighbor even tried to help her break a reinforced glass window to get it. She ended up leaving it and catching a cab to the hospital. Thank you, Elon Musk. Well, you know, Elon can't be responsible <laughs> for every breakdown with a Tesla. Yeah. You know, that's that's... He's not building every car himself. Well, but he's his name is behind the Tesla name. You know. Actually, no, that it would, that it would be an Elon or a Musk. Uh, Chevy Chase went into Clark Griswold mode, to, mode Tuesday night, lighting a massive Christmas display at a Raising Cane's restaurant in the Chicago suburb of Morton Grove, Illinois. It was part of an ad campaign with Kane's founder, Todd Graves, who was on hand for the lighting and even drove off with uh, Chevy in the old family truckster after it was over. Mm-hmm. And yes, poor Dinky's leash from the original vacation is still hanging off the bumper. The display has more than 13,000 lights, a Santa, a reindeer, and a sleigh, and more than 500 people showed up, uh, including uh, carolers and a marching band. Well, yeah, that to be kind of fun. Sounds like a humdinger. Hey, it's Chevy Chase. Yeah, but shouldn't he be... He shouldn't be driving the family truckster because that wasn't, uh, that was from the original vacation movie. Right. Yeah, well, you know. If they're doing the Christmas thing. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to find the Kim Kardashian story. Oh, there is one? Yeah, there is. Uh, Kim Kardashian uh, shares photos of her new house and things at home that make me happy. Ready? Okay. She wants to have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was this happy was when Ray J gave me his beefsteak Charlie from his leader of the sack in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. The beefsteak Charlie. That's reaching back a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well. Caitlin? Sometimes we like to go out for old places. 
<laughs> we play Where Stuff Was in Beverly Hills, too. <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once munched down on the oyster taco. Oh, Jesus. I showed her my Spurt Reynolds. <laughs> what? what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her the beer batter spritzer to show her the map of Hawaii on her back. There, there you go. And Con- that's, that's Oahu right there. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. And Kanye? I want to go to Hawaii, but I can't because I'm spending $200,000 a month for this brought. <laughs> Talk about injustices. <laughs> no kidding. This is the biggest one of them yet. <laughs> That's your Hollywood t Razor Rock 102. I Medicare. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I don't care how much you might be uh, asking for a good punch to the juice. I'm never going to be the guy that throws the first punch. I might not even be the guy that throws the first 15 punches. But when I get back up, that's when you better watch out. I also happen to be a satisfied member of the CVS Rewards Program, where I am entitled to enjoy hundreds of money-saving benefits. How are these two things connected? Well, this week, TMZ.com posted a video in which NFL Hall of Famer Terrell Owens is seen defending himself in a fistfight just outside a CVS location in Inglewood, California. According to T.O., the fight was a result of an aggressive CVS customer confronting Owens and a fan that he was talking to. However, this aggressive fan began verbally harassing Owens while he was in the middle of a conversation about God knows what. And since Terrell is such a level-headed, law-abiding citizen, he decided to defuse the situation by walking out of the store. He was then followed by this young fella, and the next thing you know, fists are flying all over the place. And because Terrell had the distinct height advantage, he was able to drop his little dirt bag in no time at all in what he claims was an act of self-defense. Now, I've seen this video on TMZ no less than 300 times, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out what has to happen for you to start throwing punches at a CVS. I've been to a CVS thousands of times, and other than the inconvenience of having to wait for my prescriptions to be filled, I can't think of a single thing that fuels me with enough rage to pick a fight with anybody, never mind Terrell Owens. First of all, he's six foot three, 230 pounds. I don't care if we're having an argument over the length of his receipt or how much CVS extra cared reward bucks he's trying to redeem. I'm gonna mind my own business because that's the kind of non-violent pacifist that I am. This guy, however, doesn't seem to care, and that's why he went down like a bag of wet slop at a CVS parking lot, where thankfully, he's just feet away from purchasing all the band-aids and ice packs he's gonna need for a speedy recovery. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's small and plastic and has the power to transform into a socket wrench or a Yeti travel mug or a Traeger wood fire grill? A Rocky's gift card. Give the small piece of plastic with an impressive array of transformative superpowers. A gift card from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and the Scorpions with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, windy uh, up until about 5 o'clock tonight. That's when the wind advisory will stop. It's just at 5 o'clock, the wind just, oh, okay, I'm done. 
It just says, <laughs> I'm all blown out. No, I just like how when they do that, when they're like, oh, you got a wind advisory in effect until 5 p.m. Well, what happens at 5? Does it just like everything just becomes silent? Yeah, that's it. It just yeah. it just stops. Anyway, uh, high of 35. Uh, or I'm sorry. High of 39 today. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Amazing show today. We got a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. We got tickets to uh, tomorrow night's game at the uh, at the Mass Mutual Center. The Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, the very name instills fear in nearly everybody. Also, Scott Zolak. We'll uh, be talking Patriot football after eight o'clock, and then Kenny Wayne Shepherd after seven. He's going to be at the Wilbur Theater on March 29th, and his album Trouble Is is now uh, 25 years old. Is being uh, re-released. Uh, tomorrow. So we'll be talking to Kenny Wayne Shepherd about that and a lot of other stuff. You know, uh, as sunny as it's going to be uh, the next couple of days, I w- I would say, you know what? I- I'll pull down my blackout shades in my in my room. Oh, that's right. I don't have them anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I I've been telling you about this whole uh, bone deep throat debacle that I've yeah. been going through with these uh, window coverings, and uh, the latest was. Uh, we, you know, I actually had uh, Luis from Rockies come over and 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 try to install these things, and then we open up all the boxes and oh, we're, we're missing the hardware to hang these things. Oh, and by the way, these things are too big for the window because it was measured wrong. So and 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 just to be fair, yeah, measured by a bone deep throat employee. Not no uh, or, or the contractor, no, the contractor they hire for a uh, bone deep throat. Right, right. So anyway, uh, all the measurements are wrong, and and I and I go, I go to the courtesy desk at the bone deep throat yesterday. Okay, and as I'm telling the story, the guy behind the counter is uh, going, "Well, this sounds familiar." <laughs> Because he had heard about it earlier yeah. in the day on his way to work. Probably a right? couple times throughout the week. Yeah, and it, it kind of occurred to me. It's like, okay, you heard about this. You kind of know what's going on. And and I talked about it on Monday. I talked about it every day this week. Right. You know, you'd think, you you know, maybe take the extra initiative and say, hey, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should look into this, uh, of what's going on. Sure. But, but I'm going to guess they probably didn't do that. No, they didn't. Yeah. And uh, I was in there again for like almost, well, it was a little over an hour. I got there at 1130. Yeah. And I didn't get out there until 1235. Why? Because I'm standing in line at the, well, I'm not even in line. I'm at the, I'm talking. I didn't wait to talk to anybody. I immediately started talking to somebody, and then that kid was like, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm, this is out of my hands." And he hand pa- you know <laughs> passes the passes the baton off to the next bone deep throat employee that's willing to <laughs> willing to talk to me. Yeah, well, it is very much like a relay race. Well, I mean, I look like like I look like I'm going to kick somebody's ass. No, you know, I, I just have that look about me. Well, you have it. I'm when not you're, going to. even when you're calm and relaxed. Right. But, you know, as a disgruntled customer. Yeah soon to be former customer right then you're very intimidating but but i also know like you know listen i have an understanding that this is a corporation and the people working here are just these minions that work for this company like it's not like a rockies and and i I, and i keep comparing that to a rockies but that's a more local business that's a local business where you actually have people like 
they know the names of the people that work there. You also know the owner of that Rockies right, empire. Right, right, right. Where I don't know the owner of Home Depot. Uh, what? Yeah. I believe he was uh, he was burning up a, a, a ripcord for one of the blinds as he was lighting his uh, $100 bill cigar that he had. What, what did you say the name of the place was? What? Bone Deep Throat. Yes. I was yeah. going to say, you mentioned a place I've never even heard of before. Well, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it, this is ridiculous is what it, what it comes down to. The, so the guy, I'm talking to this guy, through, this is the most annoying thing, the plexiglass window, mm-hmm. which I don't understand why these are even in place anymore because it's all open. They're all freely walking back and forth between the thing. Nobody's wearing masks. What do you need the, the, the thing for? And I'm... Like yelling through the window like I'm placing a bet at a horse track. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a gamble when you walk in. Yeah, I'll take uh I'll take blinds for uh first for one thousand please. For one thousand dollars, please. <laughs> and uh, so the, I say I, I explained to the guy the situation and I said, We can make the shades fit, but you gotta take the end caps off in order for them to fit in the window. That's not supposed to be that way. Right. But I could make them fit, and I was just going to be like, all right, just give me the damn hardware, and I'll put these things in. Uh, and we don't have the hardware. Like, they don't have the the pieces to go along with those particular blinds because those are special order blinds. It's not right. like something they have in stock where you could go to the back of the store. So, you know, he's calling uh, the West Springfield store to see if uh, those brackets fit those things, and then they don't, and then he's explaining the story to the person on the phone at the West Springfield store, and it's just this, like, when is this going to end? And then he's on the phone with this woman who's, like, handles the online order stuff. Yeah. And he's, he's basically indicating that, uh, well, you just got to bring them back in here and then we'll replace, you know, we'll, we'll get the right measurements and we'll replace them. Well, that's going to be another two and a half weeks or whatever. It was November. It was two weeks. It was yeah. uh, it was November 12th. I ordered them and then they came in the day after Thanksgiving. So well, that was about two weeks. Your, your problem here is you, yeah. you, you kind of gave them an inch to say, well, you can rectify the situation short of a full refund. Well, you know, I mean, but, you should have gone with that tactic right away. Because I didn't want to have to bring all the stuff back. I didn't want. I didn't even. The stuff was delivered to my house. I didn't even bring it from the store. The only thing I bought from the store was the one that goes over the slider door. Right. So, I now have to be the <laughs> return delivery boy back to the store. But you know, so then they were, you know. <sighs> They tried, I guess, to to sell me. Uh, it was basically, well, okay, uh, we'll just basically we'll just charge you for these, and then you bring the other ones back, and you you know we'll we'll you credit you credit you or whatever yeah. for the in stock ones that they had in the store. Okay, and then, like, and then I'm like, it just hit me in my head, going, this is just too much. Like, this is too much to ask of me. You've delivered the stuff to my house, and and they don't. Then they were saying they didn't know if the measurements were were wrong by the guy who measured or if it was input by the person who put the order in whether the numbers were right because they couldn't see the measurement numbers that were put into the oh online order. God. And I'm like, how do you not know that? How do you <laughs> How can you not see what's inside of that that order? And then and then it hit me that Luis said, "No, no, no. He he had measured the window, 
And he said, this guy measured from this point, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to measure from this point to this point. That would have made the shade fit into the window. Sure. Without taking the end caps off. The difference between like an inside or outside mat. It's basically an eighth of an inch off. They're all an eighth of an inch off. So uh, I was just like, I don't don't want to. I just said, you know, I want my money back. And then she was like. I'm really sorry this happened, and you know, oh, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, I, I just, I, I, there's no, the only resolve to this is to me to bring all this stuff back. You give me a refund, and I'm going elsewhere because that's that's the only uh, solution to this. See, I'm kind of surprised you didn't just didn't just pack up your car and go there with all that stuff and just say, you know what, uh, you've done everything you can to ruin well, the sale. I'm going to uh, demand a refund in full right now. Well, because this is the inconvenient part of it. You know, Louise comes over from Rockies on Monday, or is it Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. It was Tuesday night. He comes over on Tuesday, and I'm thinking, all right, you know what? I don't cut out the middleman of the installer at the at the Bone Deep Throat, and uh, Louise can put these things in. And then we're missing the hardware and all that stuff. So my intention was like. I don't want to have to bring all this stuff back. Let me just go see if they have the hardware and see if we can resolve the issue of these things being too wide for the window. Maybe we can get new ones sent or something like that. So I didn't – it was more of an inconvenience thing. And I, and I, and I, and I live – you know, it's, I live at least 25 minutes from the store. So I don't want to have to keep going back and forth. Right. So now I – last night I loaded them all up in the back of the car in a – it's like the minivan of broken dreams, <laughs> driving all around Western Massachusetts, yeah. waiting to return my Home Depot or my Bone Deep Throat right. order. Um, it's just, it, and here you are <laughs> suffering one more day with a lack of privacy in your own home. You know, that's the thing. It's like the one shade that was put up looks great. It looks good, yeah, and it blocks out all the all the scenery, which is what I wanted. But they don't fit in the window, and I'm not. <sighs> so now I gotta, I gotta basically do this whole thing like all over again. And now that I'm dealing with professionals over at Rockies, right? I'm sure that the this will will go off without a hitch. Steve, I cannot stress enough how important it is to enjoy good people yeah. and rock solid I, service I, I at every that. Rockies Ace Hardware. But, but here, you know, the thing is, is like. I, 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 I take pride in, like, saving my money to buy something, to buy something nice for myself. Yeah. And it never goes the way that I picture in my head. Like, <laughs> it's reasonable to think if you're going to spend $1,000 on something as simple as shades in your house. Right. That, that would the whole job would be done properly and go off without a hitch. Well, you would think that a professional, even a subcontractor for a big box store organization like Bone Deep Throat, yeah. they would have, uh, they'd be hiring guys to know how to measure a window in a shade. Somebody suggested uh, that I make sure I get some condoms so I don't get effed the next time I go back into the uh, big box store. Got to tell you, that's, that's actually a pretty good... Uh, <sighs> Pretty good suggestion. So the resolve, it's the, it has not yet been resolved until I drop these off this afternoon when I go back through to the Bone Deep Throat and get my money back. But what a giant pain in the ass! I hope that's a tomorrow's uh, conversation about this uh, about this situation. Yeah, uh, is all about what you're going to do with that refund. 
I'm gonna go buy other shades elsewhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to see the satisfaction in your eyes when you get credited, uh, or a check or yeah. money. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna go to your credit card probably, but nevertheless, let's see a little satisfaction, a little glint in your eye that said, okay, I'm finally getting the satisfaction well, I deserve. Well, that was the abusive boyfriend hook. Like you didn't have to pay it all at once. Uh, I have the I have the Bone Deep Throat credit card, mm-hmm. and it was zero percent financing for six months. And I'm like, I know I can pay this off in a month, so you know, let's let's just do it and uh, whatever, you know. And it's it's not going to be resolved until I get back out of the Bone Deep Throat today. It's uh, six twenty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Going to be. Uh, Partly cloudy to mostly sunny today with a high of 39. Very windy, though. The wind advisory in effect until 5 p.m. tonight. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Uh, today, we got uh, Scott Zolak after 8 o'clock. Kenny Wayne Shepard will be joining us after 7. Tomorrow, uh, Gary Hoey will finally be on the uh, the show with us. It's like a rock star week on the Bax and Nagel show. Uh, including us. We're rock stars. Yeah, no, no not not, uh, not exactly. Uh, I wouldn't put us in that same category. What are you talking about? I've waken up, woken up in a pool of my own vomit before and done rails. <laughs> that's a, that's a rock star lifestyle. You, you could you could do all that as like a wannabe without really having the same kind of following. Yeah, all right. I can see where you're coming from. You see where I'm coming yeah, from? I see. All right, good. Yeah. I just can see mm-hmm. where I'm coming from here. We have news and it's coming up next on Rock 102. Pro contractors rely on Pro Tool for Wacker equipment. From Wacker pumps, generators, inlight towers to Wacker compactors, rollers, and rammers. We even have Wacker excavators, loaders, and skid steers. Plus, Wacker compact telehandlers. Pro contractors depend on Pro Tool for Wacker equipment. Pro Tool in Springfield. I'm Chris. And I'm Kim. Come see us on Brookdale Drive in Springfield. Or call 732-8044. 732-8044. Springfield, you do the holidays with bells on. You deck the halls. You got every party. You scrape the snow off your neighbor's windshield. Luckily, Duncan has a brand new cold brew with some bells and whistles of its own. Introducing the slow-steeped, ultra-smooth cookie butter cold brew. That's full of warm holiday spices and top with a cookie butter cold foam. And cookie butter crumbles. I love cookie butter crumbles. It, it pairs perfectly with a new cookie butter donut. You're very determined and energetic this morning. I'm Max. feeling is it because of this cold cookie cold brew. I think it's exactly what that is all about. Who wouldn't ring a bell for that? America runs on Duncan. Price of participation may vary. It's a limited time offer and terms apply. Time passes, and you haven't had a chance to save for the things you need or want. It may be time to put the equity in your home to work for you. Freedom Credit Union's low-rate home equity lines of credit offer funds when you need them, with financing up to 100% loan-to-value. See freedom in your future and make it yours today. Visit a branch or freedom.coop for details. Freedom Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Shares and deposits in excess of NCUA limits are fully insured by MSIC. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 478769. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Residents in Dion Warwick are still without power after trees in two separate areas downed wires. The Dion Warwick Fire Department said trees uh, were on Northfield <coughs> Road near Flower Hill on Old Winchester Road. Although National Grid has been called, it is not known yet when the power will be restored to the area. Actually, Steve, I think it's just Warwick, not to Dion Warwick. I thought that's what friends are for. No. 
No, even in good times or bad times. Um, I didn't even know where Warwick, Mass. was until I just Googled it. Yeah, no, it's, it's out like, there. It's, it's like out Northfield, there. Orange, <clears throat> Athol area. Uh-huh. You ever uh, were up there and just to walk on by? <laughs> oh, I, I see what you did You there. see what I did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was she the one with the Psychic Friends Network? She did have the Psychic Friends Network and didn't see in the future long enough to see that thing fall apart right before her very eyes. That's too bad. Yeah, uh, and she, uh, as uh, she closed up shop, she said, I'll never love this way again. Uh, is this another one? Oh, yeah, it is. A person has been taken to the hospital after being hit by a car on Chicopee Street in Chicopee. Wednesday's incident marks the second time this week someone was hit by on that very street. Jesus. Uh, Western Mass News was told that uh, last night's collision was a hit and run. On Tuesday, they spoke with Chicopee Mayor John View about driving in pedestrian safety concerns in the city, and now residents are expressing their concerns with their safety in their in their area. Uh, I have to get my grandson off the bus in the afternoon. They won't even stop for me, says uh, Susan Santoro of Chicopee. Residents spoke out Wednesday with concerns after a person was hit by a car. Uh, Wednesday evening, police responded just before 5 p.m. They said the pedestrian was a male, but there's no word yet on his age. The pedestrian was taken to a hospital, but the extent of injuries is unknown. Chicopee Street was closed in the area of Genro's Liquors for about two hours. Uh, again, the second time uh, this week, the first person was 68-year-old William Madison on Monday night. And uh, he, they said he was a great man. He was funny. He was just a great man. Santoro told Western Mass News she's worried about drivers on Chicopee Street. It's, it's crazy. Where, where on Chicopee Street is this? I don't know where Genro's Liquors is. Is that the one near the rumble seat? Uh, well, no, that's that's um, well, that's Springfield Street. Oh, it's isn't Springfield it? Street. Yeah. yeah, Genro's Liquors. I'm not sure where exactly that is. Genro's Liquors. I don't know, but uh, I mean, it's just it's 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 concerning that these things are happening again and again in Chicopee. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get why. This is like the downtown area. Yeah, no, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that, that is where it is. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not near the. It's not near the Rumble Street. No, at all, it's not. But. It's not. I'm, I'm, I'm. And I apologize. I'm mixing up Springfield Street and Chicopee Street because there was a deadly accident there uh, a month ago. Yeah. But uh, slow down. What are you in such a hurry for? I don't know. And again, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Chicopee Street. You know so well that I know exactly where this liquor store is. Yeah. But for crying out loud, folks, let's let's settle down. Uh, Springfield is hosting its first ever Lego convention in August of 2023 at the Mass Mutual Center. Really? How fun does that sound? The Springfield Brick Convention will be held on August 5th and 6th of 2023 at the Mass Mutual Center. Tickets are $14.99 and are available on their website for either date. Purchasing tickets early is highly recommended. Yeah. Actually, you know, I say that, but there will be people who go to this. Yeah. And enjoy the hell out of it. You ever step on one of those at 3 o'clock in the morning, huh? That sends pains right through your up, up your spine, doesn't no it? No kidding. Those little tiny ones? Yeah. The ones you don't see in the in the carpet? Professional Lego artists from around the United States will display their amazing Lego creations and meet fans. There will also be uh, meet and greets with different Lego celebrities. People will, get to, uh, will be able to get creative in the construction zone with thousands of bricks available along with live builds to watch and engage with. Galleries will also be set up with life-sized Lego models on display. Wow! They have uh, they have these folks. Uh, I uh, sort of know one. He's like a Lego builder, and he goes around and he builds all these uh, these. That's what he does. 
he puts the the displays together. Is this what he does in between all those dates he has with real live women? You know what? It's a pretty lucrative business. So as much as you want to make fun of that, uh, it's actually pretty impressive. I don't mean to brag. Yeah. You know, I've had you know I've had my share of Legos uh, throughout my life, and uh, you know, the kids had Legos when they were kids. I don't think there's anybody alive that makes a more convincing Lego snake or a tower. Quite like the guy you're looking at right now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were a Lego master. I could just stack one on top of another for as far as the eye could see. I never really got into them. Really? Yeah, because I don't have the patience for that. I've never had the patience for any, like, to take the time to put all the pieces together to make sure that it comes out looking like it should. You know, I mean, uh, if you follow directions, uh, if you read along, it's not that hard. But I, I can't even read doing this job. You think you want me to read along with a piece of instructions? I'm kind of the way with jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. Like I've got a, I got like an attention span of about seven and a, and a half minutes on a jigsaw puzzle. If I can't resolve it in seven and a half minutes, then uh, then that's it. My wife loves them, but I'm like, uh, I can only sit for like you know. Seven minutes and I, I'm I'm out. I'm just being corrected here about the previous story we did with Chicopee. Yeah. Uh, the accidents are taking place on the other side of the Willimantic Bridge connecting Holyoke to Chicopee. Uh, General's Liquors is right there on the other side of the uh, bridge entering uh, should should be like from Holyoke, like coming from Holyoke, uh, almost directly next to the Registry of Motor Vehicles in Chicopee. I know where that is. You know where that is? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. So that's the area we're talking about. Gotcha. So slow down. The hell's your problem out there? So he, uh, he, this person is suggesting they're coming in from Holyoke. Yeah. Mm. To get to no, hopefully not to get to the R and V. Well, why would you? Uh, listen, uh, you're waiting in line at the R and V. Ain't nobody speeding around that building. <laughs> it's before the know. building or after the building. It's not at the building. A lot of people very excited to get over there. Uh, Barnes uh, Air National Guard has announced the Westfield International Air Show for 2023. Mark your calendars for May 13th and 14th with 162 days, 23 hours, 53 minutes, and 57 seconds at the time this article was written, which was like two weeks ago. Performers will be announced shortly as well. Performers? I didn't know they had performers. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean. They have bands and stuff? I don't remember them having bands. No, I mean, you're show. talking about like the uh, the pilots and stuff. You know, they're, they're performing aerial feats of dangerous stuff. Oh, like the Blue Angels yeah, or something I mean, you like could, that? I mean, you could refer to them as pilots or you could refer to them as performers. They're performer pilots. Oh, I just thought it was like, uh, you know, Steve Miller's going to come and send Jet Airliner. Please. The air show was canceled in 2021 over COVID-19, and organizers said the unpredictability of COVID-19 was a factor in the decision. Uh, here at the 104th Wider Ring, the health and safety of our community and our bar- barnstormers is uh, our top priority. We understand that the air show means what the air show means to the 104th and the surrounding communities. It is a it is pretty damn cool to go see. The only thing I didn't really care for was the uh, the traffic mess that it creates, especially off the Westfield exit because that's never backed up. No, ever. So you add an air show to that, and but you know I think the last time they did one. They actually did the traffic very well. Like, they didn't have a lot of problems doing it. I think however they designed the flow of traffic, mm-hmm. they, they they did it well enough where it didn't cause too many problems. But A few years ago, when they were having the air show at Westover, mm-hmm. uh, we went to uh, a friend's house, sat in their backyard. They lived in Ludlow, and everything was flying over their, over their property. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to... 
get involved in all that traffic, but we saw everything. We, we saw all the stuff, all the planes. They were right over there. That's pretty cool. Kind of a good way to do it. Yeah, if you don't have to actually be on the property. Yeah, they don't just fly over the Air Force Base. I mean, they got to go, you know, pretty far away to get into position and all that other stuff. It was cool, man. It was a great, great, great view of it all without all the crowds. Uh, Springfield City Councilor since June of 20, or I'm sorry, since 2013, Justin Hurst has decided uh, that he will be running for the mayor of Springfield. I kind of heard this uh, rumor that he was considering it. I mean, it's not a real surprise that he's going to that he's going to run, but that makes things very interesting. Uh, Councillor Hurst's announcement comes after talking with his family and wanting to see uh, Springfield prosper into a first-class city. He envisions a city that is, quote, bold and innovative. Our city, uh, our city deserves a uh, forward-thinking leader who will meet with him, who will meet the moment and will continue to listen and talk with the residents of Springfield to determine how together we can create and have a government that works for all of Springfield, Hurst said. Hurst has a mission to, to advocate for Springfield communities and be responsible for taxpayer dollars, along with ensuring a newly formed police commission retains all powers granted to the commission in the city ordinance and allowing municipal workers to receive residency. Well, it will be an interesting race. Uh, yeah, it will. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine that someone's going to take on, uh, you know, Dom Sarno and win. But you know what? I mean, stranger things have happened. And, you know, Justin Hurst is a very smart fella. Yeah. And you're a big fart smeller. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. There. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be an interesting uh, it'll, interesting race. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we have a contender in our midst. That's the way it's going to be, huh? Yeah, that's the way it's going to be. Well, you know what? I can campaign just as good as you young kids can do any day. I'm going to go out there and rock the vote. I'm getting on the tweeters, and I'm getting on the Facebooks, and mm-hmm. I'm getting on the uh, Instagrams. <laughs> I don't even know what I just... By the way, that's what I called my grandmother when she cut, when I go over to her house. I call it Instagrams. Instagrams. Yeah, Instagrams. Yes. She'd have uh, move f- uh, food ready for you anytime you walked in that house. He's got a nickname for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Bob, the bike man, Charland, uh, founder of Pedal Through Youth, was honored Wednesday with a surprise from the Western Mass Hyundai dealers as the winner of the 2022 Hyundai Salute to Heroes. How about that? Yeah, good for him. Pulling off the surprise was a bit of a challenge. Uh, Gary Rome, president of Gary Rome Hyundai, solely drove the new 2023 Hyundai Tucson through the Eastfield Mall, parking it outside of the Pedal Through Youth repair shop. I always wanted to drive through the Eastfield Mall. Oh, just like in the in Blue, uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, the Blues Brothers cool. movie. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, this is the guy. Uh, Rome said, "This is the guy who does the the next right thing all the time. Look at all the people here. What a testament to him. This is fantastic." Uh, Charlotte was chosen by a panel of three judges from a pool of hundreds of nominations as the 2022 winner. Brian Hauser, general manager of Belize Hyundai, uh, thinks Charlin is also a true hero. The things he does every day, you can tell he looks out for others before himself. That's the true definition of a hero when we are looking for the salute to heroes. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh, there you go. You know, I was when I read the headline, it says, Bob the Bike Man surprised with new car. I think of that Tom Cotter joke when he's like, yeah, my parents surprised me with a car. Uh, luckily, they missed. <laughs> They missed Bob the bike man. Yeah, just yeah. by inches. Yeah, he was, they were going to run him over. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad he won. Yeah, you know, it's nice to see when people, like, you know, who deserve things 
uh, when you see like lottery winners of people already have money. Oh yeah, like lots of money. Remember that there was a there was a Powerball winner in Connecticut years ago, and it was turned over to a trust. And then later, it was found that it was some like hedge fund owner that won like nine hundred million dollars yeah. that didn't even need nine hundred million, didn't even need a million dollars, let alone nine hundred of it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I know uh, you, know, you want to be grateful for the things you have, but when good things happen to bad people, uh, it's really hard to sit there and just suck it up. You know. Yeah, and to, to it's like that son of a bitch I did know. what? He won what? How much? Uh, let's see. Police in Oregon are looking for two men who crashed their van into a convenience store early Tuesday morning. They wanted to steal an ATM, and they backed the van into the building to get access to it. They loaded the ATM into their van, mm-hmm. pulled over in another parking lot where they apparently tried to blow up the ATM to get the loot. Security cameras caught their van with a raging fire in the back. So, yes, they were trying to blow it up inside the back of the van. There had to be a better way to do this. It's unclear what happened after that, but since the police are still looking for them, they must have gotten away. The police didn't say if they think the guys still have the van uh, and or the ATM. Was it Breaking Bad where the two uh, meth heads were trying to break into the ATM in their house? I don't remember. They want to put, you know... You know, yeah, like the the woman wound up shooting the dude, and then the ATM fell on top of her, or something like that. You know what? I never saw the show. Are you serious? I saw like two episodes of it. You never saw the rest of Breaking Bad. I saw maybe two, like I, I said, two episodes: the beginning one and the last one. What killed it for you? Uh, I, because by the, when it was on, my I, I started having kids. Uh, at yeah. the time that it was on. Your kids would enjoy that show. No, 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 It's a no. perfectly family-friendly uh, fair. have time to, and I was still finishing up uh, Rescue Me because that was my one of my favorite oh. binge-watching shows that I was watching. Dude, do yourself a favor. Yeah. It's it's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Uh, yeah, but I already know the ending of it, so. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's such a great <laughs> show. Such a great show. Such a great show. It's one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Yeah, but uh, my life isn't going to change with me watching it or not. What What Oof. is it going to be? Listen to you. Yeah. I didn't realize you were going to be on your high horse for so long. I like uh, I like old TV shows. That is an old I'm TV show now. I'm catching up on different strokes. I'm, uh, I'm like halfway through the first season. Is this, is this maybe you haven't got to the point where Miss Garrett leaves and uh, oh she already left she already left yeah, the show she already left. Right, okay. was that season two I think it was season I don't two. remember the exact it may have been season three and then Pearl came in yeah it's I not don't the like same Pearl Just Pearl's not, not the no, same no. Dana Dana Plato though you know I uh, when I was a kid I had a crush on her really yeah and then uh, as an adult you know I was like wow wow she's she's actually pretty good looking and then you and then you see her in this one interview where she looks like. Horrible, horrible. See, that's when like, I found her to be the most attractive. When she was all drug when things were, and, When things were going at yeah. their worst for Dana, I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, now I'm seeing it. Well, she was in a porno. Well, that was that, too. It was called but, Different Strokes, I believe. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you got to see Breaking Bad. It's And then you got to watch, you know, Better Call Saul. Too, because I mean, it, 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 they're this, great. That's too much. That's too much to it's ask not. of me. Yes, it's too much to ask of me. You know, I'm telling you, you watch it, and then you will say to me later, "Hey, thank you very much for your uh, recommendation. That was a terrific show." 
I'm sure I would if I took the time to watch it, but yeah. I don't have time for that nonsense. Yeah. I, I strongly suggest watching it and and pay particular attention. I don't want you to spoil anything, but just just pay particular attention to how uh, they killed Gus at the end. You see, <clears> this <throat> is why I don't. Uh, I won't. I already know the ending now. I don't need to watch. Well, don't it. look at me for ruining to you. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of forty. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of forty six. It's thirty five in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Oh yeah, Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock. It's six fifty four. And the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny today, but very windy in the wind advisory in effect until 5 p.m. tonight. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Tonight, the Patriots are at home. Nope, uh, they're on the road. Are they in Buffalo? Or are they at... Uh... They're taking on Buffalo <laughs> tonight. The, uh, the pregame begins at 5.30, kickoff schedule they're, for 8.15. They're, they're at Gillette. They're at Gillette, so yeah. the uh, this information is wrong. Uh, Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play action. We'll be talking to Scott Zolak after 8 o'clock today. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. No, they play at Gillette Stadium. No, the, well, yes. We just run the audio we run the, the game. game. Yes, yeah. right, exactly. Anyway, uh, also, Kenny Wayne Shepard coming up next hour. Now, I uh, did a little bit of research yeah. ahead of this conversation just to make sure that uh, I know everything I'm talking about. You know who his father-in-law is? I think uh, I mentioned this yesterday. Mick Jagger. No, but close. What? Mel Gibson what? is his father-in-law. Shut he up. he married Mel's oldest daughter. Really? Yes. I can only imagine what the holidays must be like with Mel Gibson. You imagine that's the guy you have to go meet when you you know you're dating his daughter, yeah, and then you have to go meet him for the first time. Are you, like, scared because you know that he can be a real badass in some of those movies that he does? Or are you like, oh, wow, Mel Gibson's going to be my dad-in-law? Whatever you do, don't bring up Kanye or Kyrie Irving. Whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, talk, don't, about, don't that talk about that kind of stuff. They have yeah. a lot in common, but don't talk about it. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that would be a weird, a weird <laughs> That meeting. would be a very awkward conversation around the holidays. So we'll talk to Kenny Wayne coming up uh, after 7 o'clock. Real quick, though, I want to talk about this uh, country singer, this Jake Flint. 37 mm-hmm. years old, dies unexpectedly just hours after his wedding. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. Uh, they don't know what the cause of death is yet. But, I mean, they got video of them, like, taking pictures at their wedding, and they're all happy and jumping around, and then... He, I guess he, he must have went to take a nap at some point, you know, or went to sleep at night. Right. And uh, he died in his sleep at 37 years old, and he just got married. I mean, that seems a little weird, doesn't it? Do you got to return all the gifts? Do you return everything? Well, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you left them on the on that, you know, that gift table at the reception, I I don't know. I mean, maybe you do, or you know, maybe you just you. You know, when you have that one year to give the yeah. gift, which is probably the best thing to do, you just kind of like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to give them this juicer. You know, when they, they wake up in the morning, oh, I found something blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's insensitive, Steve. I don't know what you're talking about. It's 657. <laughs> Pax and Nagel on Rockwell. <laughs>
And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, tonight, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots will attempt to manhandle the Buffalo Bills at Gillette Stadium. You, on the other hand, will attempt to sign up for Amazon Prime just in the nick of time to watch the game on your phone or TV. The Bills, of course, are locked up in a two-way tie for first in the division with Miami. The Patriots are in last place in the division with a winning record. Who's going to win tonight? I have no idea. I mean, I do have an idea, but I've decided to keep that information to myself because I'm going to choose to not be outwardly negative in public. Of course, tonight's game could come with some unwanted distractions. For example, yesterday, NFL analyst Jeff Howe of The Athletic wrote a piece suggesting that at the end of the season, the New England Patriots could potentially make a run at signing a bunch of free agents. Now, we know this already, but among whom, Jeff Howe suggests, could be Tom Brady. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have Tom Brady come back home and finish his amazing career where it all began? Wouldn't it be absolutely amazing to welcome a warm and fuzzy homecoming between Brady and Bill Belichick just one more time? Yeah, well, here's the thing with that. I say that Jeff Howe of The Athletic is full of crap. First of all, the Patriots have six more games on the schedule. We shouldn't even be talking about this yet. Secondly, the Patriots have, at the end of the season, will have the fourth highest available cap space in the NFL. Why would you waste any of it on what will be a 46-year-old quarterback at the end of his career when that money would be better spent addressing some of the deficiencies that you have right now? Signing Tom Brady gives you nothing more than a very old quarterback playing behind an offensive line that can't protect him because they play for a team that couldn't afford to pay for one. No, folks, the Patriots don't need that sort of distraction, even if it's Tom Brady, because unless he's going to sign a 10-day contract and retire for good, I'd say no thank you. And I would cancel my subscription to The Athletics so not I have to read any cockamamie crap like this ever again. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, if I were building stuff every day, I'd probably use my Milwaukee power tools. And I'd make AJ at the Ludlow Rockies be my go-to tool person because AJ runs the power tool department at Ludlow's uh, Rockies location. And professionals and homeowners, she's there ready to help you right now. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709. And Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Blue on Black. The backs and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh sunny and windy today. Uh wind advisor ending around 5 p.m. and a high of 40. It is 34 in downtown Springfield. That song uh is 25 years old. Please do if you can believe that. Please don't do that. Uh Kenny Wayne Shepherd is gonna be coming to the uh, the Wilbur Theater. This is also a pretty important week because uh, the album that that song came from, Trouble Is, 25 uh, years old, mm-hmm. is uh, being re-released and re-recorded and out tomorrow. And uh, on the phones right now is Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Good morning, Kenny. How you doing? I'm good. How's it going? Listen, uh, we, we're a classic rock station. We play Blue on Black uh, quite often around here. It's one of our, our top hits. Uh it troubles me, though, that this song is 25 years old because it makes me feel very, very old, and I'm only 44. <laughs> wow, I'm older than you, so it makes uh, me feel equally as 
I can tell you that. Well, I'm I'm older than both of you, and let me just say that when you're starting to think about your career in 25 year intervals, there's something unnerving about that. But trouble is, it's such a great record, and uh, and it's being uh, it's now being re released. Uh, tell us about what the, is planned for this, because this is coming out this week, right? Yeah, uh, December second. It's the 25th anniversary edition of the Kenny Wayne, of the uh, Trouble List record, and so what you know, what, what did we do? We didn't just re-release the record. We went back in the studio and recorded it all over again, and we did a pretty faithful reproduction of it, if you will. But we did make some subtle changes to it. So the goal was, you know, to not lose the initial, the original vibe of the record because that was really important. But as you listen to the to the album, you know, first your your brain recognizes it. You go, yeah, I know this record. But as you listen on, <laughs> all of a sudden you start hearing these subtle little changes, uh, little things that are slightly different, and it gets your attention and makes you realize you're having a new listening experience. Now, the the original version uh, was recorded was uh, produced by by Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads, and I talked to him uh, last year in an interview. And it was like one of those, and I've, you know, he's produced a lot of stuff, and plus, you know, the Talking Head stuff, and you know, Modern Lovers, and this is like one of those records that he was particularly proud of. Did he have anything to do with the re-recording of this, or was the like the production similar to what you guys did twenty-five years ago? No, Jerry was uh, Jerry was on board, so we brought Jerry back in to produce the the new version. Uh, we actually had the whole crew. The only person that we didn't have on this version was Tommy Shannon, who played bass uh, from Stevie Ray Bond's band, because uh, Tommy kind of retired from music several years ago. So, but we had Chris Layton from uh, Double Trouble. We had Reese Winans from Double Trouble. Uh, we had Noah Hunt on vocals, who joined my band right before we recorded this record. Uh, and uh, and then, of course, myself on guitar and Jerry Harrison producing. So we kind of had the whole crew back together, if you will, um, to revisit this music. And, you know, the general consensus amongst everybody was, we love this this album. It's, the songs are still so much fun to play. The music holds up today. Even if it was released as completely new material, I think it would be just as relevant and it would resonate with people just as much today as it did back then. Well, you know, that's kind of the thing about, you know, uh, you know that record is, you know, you listen to it now, even, even the original one, 25 years old, you listen to it even now. It doesn't sound dated. It doesn't sound like it was overly produced. It was like, it's like one of those timeless records that could have been released any t- point between you know, the last uh, 30, 40 years. Right. Well, that's always been my goal. I mean, I have to say, <clears throat> you know, I'm glad I had the insight when I was just a teenager making my first album, even, you know, is that I always wanted to make timeless music. I never wanted to be a pop star because I, I didn't want to be trapped in a certain era of music, you know, and uh, my goal was to write songs that could be enjoyed for decades to come. And I feel like, you know, especially looking back on my body of, of music and my collection of albums that, it, you know, I've accomplished that for sure. And this album is probably one of the biggest examples of that. Now, uh, you're also touring with us, too. In fact, you'll be coming through Boston, the Wilbur Theater in uh, in March, March 29th, uh, I believe. And then and you're I mean, you're going around the country with us for for quite a while. It's a pretty long tour. Well, we started it back in February this year, right? So we said, you know, we're going to re-record the record, and that's going to prepare us for the tour because we're re, you know, familiarizing ourselves with this, you know, the most intricate details of these songs, right? So then we launched the tour 
in February 2022, and we thought, well, we'll do it for about three or four months. But the reaction was so huge, and there were shows were selling out everywhere. So we extended the tour. It ended up getting extended all the way through this year, and now it's been extended into next year. So that's how much people want to hear this record. They want to see it because we're performing the whole album in its entirety for the first time live, right? And then wow. and then we do that whole thing, and then we go off and we come back out for the encore and do a whole other set of music, that, of songs that have come out since Trouble Is. So it's been going so well that we've extended it into next year, and uh, we're just having a great time doing it, and the fans are really reacting to it. Now, I was uh, we were looking at uh, Wikipedia, because, you know, that's where you get all the best information uh, about you. Uh, is Mel Gibson still your father-in-law? He is, but I will say Wikipedia is not where you get the best information. There's actually several <laughs> things on Wikipedia about me that are not accurate or not up to date, and I just leave it that way because yeah. I just think it's a great example of how you not everything that you read on the Internet is true. What are you talking about? Every single thing that is written on Wikipedia is the absolute <laughs> truth. Kenny. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'll give you the. I'll give you the, the most obvious example is, is that uh, it says that I have five children, but I actually have more than that. Oh, you do? Yeah. How many you got? Yeah. Uh, we're, well, we're at six, and we, you know, who knows? Like, we've always been kind of open. I never knew I was going to have a big family like this, but I have to say it's been an amazing experience, and we're, you know, we just kept ourselves open to whatever the big plan was, and so far we've wound up with six wonderful children. Well, no wonder you got to go on tour and get out of the house. <laughs> you got, you got six yeah, mouths like to feed. BB King, you know, BB King was touring until he was like, you know, until he passed away, and you know, the guy had like eighteen children. So. What are you, wait, what are you talking about? BB, it says uh, in Wikipedia, BB King's still alive and well. He's doing tours right now. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I was going to ask you about the, the Mel Gibson thing. You know, here he is with nine children. Obviously, that influence must have, you know, encroached on your family with all the kids that. Would you have Christmas time, the holidays between uh, the Shepherd family and the and the uh, the Gibson family has to be quite an ordeal. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, I, mean, I have two older sisters, so I was like the youngest of three. Um, so I wasn't really, I didn't come from a really big family in that regard. My wife was the oldest of seven, uh, you know, when she was young, and so. You know, holidays, and now, you know, her and her brothers, everybody's, like, grown, and, and they're starting their own families. And so, you know, when the family gets together, it's a, it's a big group of people. But, you know, not having that experience growing up, I think it's it's pretty incredible to watch. See, if Mel Gibson was my father-in-law, I'd be calling him Riggs all the time. <laughs> Riggs! <laughs> I'm getting you know too old for this stuff. Yeah, I can't say that's ever come out of my mouth. But, yeah, uh, I bet. You know, the, uh, the- but I will say, you know, when, when, one of the first times that uh, I went to, uh, they had this house in Connecticut, and a uh, pretty incredible place, and uh, they had a big fireplace there in the main living space, and over the fireplace, he had a sword from Braveheart that was, like, mounted to the mantle oh, of, that's fire, cool. of the That's fireplace. cool. That's cool. He, he used to be the next-door neighbor of a very good friend of ours. Mike Scully was a producer of The Simpsons for years and years and years. So, yeah. so. Yep, it- Mike could tell stories, <laughs> and I'm sure you could too. And I'm not going to put you up to talking about your father-in-law like that. But, but the uh, but, but congratulations. Uh, Trouble is 25 years old, being re-released. Uh, the re-recorded re-release coming up uh, this week, and of course you're going to be at the Wilbur Theater on March 29th. Kenny, it's great to talk to you, and we and have a great holiday. 
Thanks for having me, guys. I Th- appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much, man. Kenny Wynn Shepard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock at 725 and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today, windy uh, with the wind advisory in effect until 5 p.m. tonight and a uh, high of 40 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 46. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Scott Zolak could be joining us uh, next hour. We're going to talk about Patriot football with him. This is his second Thursday night game in a row, and I know he hates the Thursday night game, so I'm sure he'll be just delighted to talk about uh, being scheduled on a, on back-to-back Thursdays. Yeah. Can you get up at 8 a.m. and talk to us before you got to go to to your work at 4 in the afternoon, probably? <laughs> I don't know what time he actually gets to work. We should ask him that. Yeah. Well, well, well because I I, uh, I do listen to, to the, uh, the Patriots broadcast that we play here uh, on the radio station. I like Zolak. I think he does a good job. And uh, I think I heard him last week, like way before the game, like during the pregame show. He was on like this one segment. I think it was maybe like an hour before the game, and he was talking to, uh, I think he had just talked to Belichick or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was like his little segment that he had there. Well, yeah, we should find out what time he actually gets there. I mean, I kind of like to know what the schedule is on a, on a game day. Yeah, what's the, uh, what, what do you do? Do you, do you like walk in the office and uh, throw your coat up on the rack and your hat? and uh, Yeah. yeah like, and- like you're getting to business at an accounting firm? <laughs> yeah, we think boys. It's it's great to be back here on a Thursday night. They had nothing else going on today or tomorrow morning early. I bet you he's the kind of guy that wears suspenders and a necktie to work. I I don't know, Steve. Uh, Not everybody has gone the suspender route like you. Can you imagine these are the things that I want to know from the sports guy? I know. You could ask him all kinds of things about the team, but these are actually the things that might slightly be more important. I always like knowing what people like that do in their downtime. Like what, what, what goes on? That's why I always ask these celebrities. Cause, uh, you know, like I, I want, I would, I wanted to ask like Kenny Wayne Shepard, like, you know, when you get together with all these rock stars, like who brings the fruit salad or who brings like, what do you, what, right. who brings the something to the, uh, the, uh, potluck dinner that you all have? Yeah. The rock star potluck, you know, like who brings the worst side dish? That's what I'd like to Or know. the dips or the snacks or yeah. anything like that. Like yeah. I want to know that kind of information because <laughs> Well, I want to eat what rock stars eat. Sure, <laughs> you do. Actually, I do. Yeah, yeah I do I mean, eat like it's crap called food. And, yeah, it's but it's crap food. Yeah, but, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But you know, he's in. You know, Kenny's in good shape, and yeah. and uh, and Hoey for for a man in his uh, who's almost sixty three years old is in mm-hmm. terrific shape. Yeah, what what's wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> Think about how they abused themselves back in the eighties. We have morning show ass. That's <laughs> that's what they call it. Yeah. They call it morning show ass because you sit on your ass all morning long and uh, you're eating, uh, you know, Rice's Fruit Farms and uh, you know, all these other delicious things that come into the studio. On my uh, my fitness app, on my uh, my Apple Watch, it, yeah. it tells you when you're supposed to stand up because yeah. it says you should be in a standing position 12 hours a day. But the closest I get to actual fitness is fitting those, <laughs> is those, fitness those muffin tops, tops from, that, from Rice's Farm into my, into my chow hole. That's what I'm talking That's about. I'm, I was so disappointed today when we got here, and they were all gone. Yeah, I, well, there weren't many left yesterday. No, there weren't. But, I mean, yeah. you can only fit so many in a box. You only fit like four in a box. Right, and then there was another one with a bag in it. Yeah, too. and I, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if there were still some left? And, of course, the vultures in this building ate that up in well, no, you, no time at you all. You lost me at the pumpkin thing. I, I don't like the pumpkin. I, I I appreciate the blueberry and the coffee cake one, but mm-hmm. the uh, the pumpkin one I just can't do pumpkin. 
I told you, I told you this. I don't know if I, we didn't talk about this on the air. But the dessert I had at Thanksgiving, uh, what it, was it? It was a it was a pumpkin trifle. Oh yeah, and I don't really like pumpkin. I don't I don't like pumpkin pie, but I'm not like a huge fan of pumpkin to begin with. But the way this this trifle was made, it was like with whipped cream and like cake and like oh, it yeah. was just like layered up on. T- that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I still can't do the pumpkin pie. I, I can do, do a that. pumpkin pie. I can do no. a whole pumpkin pie. The whole. I love. I love a good pumpkin pie. I like pecan or pecan or whatever you want to call that. I'm not crazy about. Believe it. It's like too sweet for me. A pumpkin pie, just savory enough. But a pecan pie? No thanks. I'm well, good. I'll have to load up for Christmas Eve this year. <sighs> you know, the Hawkman did send me a fruitcake. Yeah. Because I, I said know. that I love fruitcake. Yeah. And I ripped into that and, and killed it in, in a day. He he didn't send it to you. He didn't like. He deliver. ordered He one. ordered you one. He, yeah, he didn't make it. He ordered one that's in the lo- mail. That's a long wheelchair trek from where to Hamden. Yeah, and if you forget those little green little things in there, you got to yeah. go all the way back. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much. But like, you can order it online. And next thing you know, day or two later, I got myself a delicious fruitcake right in front of me, and I'm going to town on this thing. I'm sorry. I just had this vision of a man, a, a quadriplegic, riding his motorized <laughs> wheelchair down Route 32, getting halfway to your house going, oh, I forgot the cake. <laughs> I'm turning around. Max, I'll be there on Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry, Hawkman. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, too long of a wait. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> it is a good time. It's 7.30 with Bax and Nagel. And- 7.32 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Your local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was taken to the hospital after being struck by a car in the second pedestrian a- a crash in Chicopee, on, I'm sorry, on Chicopee Street in Chicopee in three days. The condition of the victim was not immediately known. Investigators remained on the scene of the crash, which took place about 4.55 p.m. on Wednesday near 950 Chicopee Street. Uh, the driver did not uh, stop after striking the pedestrian. Police are now reviewing video footage from the cameras. See, I don't know if this is an updated story or not. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, from Mass Live. Chicopee Street near the uh, area of Genro's Wines and Liquor has uh, was closed uh, when the crash occurred. So the uh, Chicopee Police Accident Reconstruction Unit could investigate. It, it was expected to open around 7.30 p.m. last night. Obviously, it's now open now. But two times, one week, same street. Yeah, yeah you know, you've, you've been down that street, right? You, you know what we're talking about. We talked about this last hour by the, the registry. I don't get over there often, but I know where it is now. Yeah. <sighs> It's hard for me to imagine that people are, you know, driving really, really fast down that street. But as you know, we talked about this yesterday. You don't necessarily have to be speeding in order to really hurt somebody in a vehicular accident. So I don't know why this is happening. Is it because people aren't paying attention? Is it speed? Is it something else? Well, it, it just could, it seems it very a- strange that this is happening as often as it has been happening in Chicopee in two different sections of town. I'm going to take a wild guess not knowing any of the circumstances here, but I would imagine that either speed or distracted driving uh, was a was a factor in this. Yeah. I don't and know. the fact that it's getting dark just at that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So who knows? But man, that sucks. Two firefighters and one tenant were injured, and seven residents were displaced in a fire in a multifamily home in the south end of Springfield Wednesday. 
The fire was reported about 3 p.m. at a two-and-a-half-story, three-family home on 38 Akushnet Avenue. Is that how you say Akushnet. Uh, when the uh, first firefighters arrived, they found heavy fire on the first floor of the home. Uh, the residents who were home when the fire broke out escaped the building, but firefighters rescued one cat and two dogs from the home. The uh, two firefighters and resident all had injuries that are not life-threatening. The tenant and firefighter were brought to the hospital by ambulance while one firefighter was treated on the scene. The flames quickly spread to the attic and the roof of the home because of the balloon framing. What is that? Balloon framing? I, I really don't uh, I don't know. Now we're going to have to get a building expert to tell us what the hell balloon frame we, is. We, you know, we don't really have to do that. Hampered by heavy rain, slippery conditions, and poor visibility, firefighters struck a third alarm calling for assistance from Chickabee, Agawam, West Springfield, and East Longmeadow. Uh, the cause of the fire is under investigation by the arson and bomb squad. The American Red Cross is assisting with the victims. Uh, an alleged rob- robber walked into a Pittsfield bank on Wednesday morning. It's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? I have. Well, then you don't know what you're talking about. Or wrote a note demanding money and fled the scene moments later without any cash in hand, according to authorities. A Pittsfield Police Department spokesperson I said, believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you been there before? I have. I don't think you know what you're talking about then. And it said officers responded to an alarm and a report of a robbery in progress at the Berkshire Bank on West Street. At about 9.21 a.m., uh, eyewitnesses uh, told responding officers that the alleged robber passed a handwritten note. He had a note. He had a note from his doctor. Uh, demanding money and fled the bank moments after passing the note without any cash in his hand. Isn't the whole point of a bank robbery to walk out with cash in your hands or in bags with dollar signs on top of them? Well, unless you're just, uh, if you're just doing it for show. Maybe maybe he's just started dating a new chick, and he's like, ah, I want to impress this chick. Uh, let me sh- let me show her how I c- I could rob a bank, but yeah. I'm not going to. This, I'm just going to pass a note across the counter. This would be like going into a bank, right? Yeah. And having your your like your finger in your uh, your jacket pocket, and say, go right up to the teller. Say, okay, listen, don't make any f- sudden moves, but I want to make a deposit for this check that I am writing to you. I have endorsed on the back for a thousand dollars. And I expect at least twenty five dollars back uh, in that, cash. That was like uh, that was like the time I got mugged by uh, by Gene Shalek. Can you turn this up? Uh, uh, yes, of course. Are right, you ready? Yes. I haven't been this scared since I was mugged by Gene Shalek. Don't panic, room. I'm not going to William hurt you. I only want your tango and cash. So just pay it forward. And we'll all be happy Gilmore. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, the Pittsfield Police has launched... I believe a- it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there before? I have. Uh, I don't think you have. Has launched an investigation into the alleged attempt robbery and is currently reviewing bank surveillance footage. Anyone with information uh, on the incident is urged to call the Pittsfield Police at uh, 413-448-9705. I believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. <sighs> do I have to ask you again? Have you ever been there? I have. Well, then you're not uh, following along with what I'm saying. I'm just trying to set the record straight. Uh, Governor Baker will be visiting uh, Mercy Medical Center in Springfield today to see the latest development of the Andy E. Palliative Care. Palliative Care Unit. Uh, Baker will be joined by members of the E. family to get an update of the construction developments of the facility Following his cancer diagnosis, the well-known the well-known business owner uh, sought treatment at the Sister Caritas Cancer Center and at Mercy Medical Center. This past June, the 
Palliative care. Pal- I can't say that word. Well, just say it like you think it sounds like. Palliative. No. Pal- uh, they're thinking of Pilates. No, you're thinking of the guy that uh, was the umpire in the game at the Los Angeles Dodgers game when they tried to kill the queen. Oh, no, no. That's Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the unit, <laughs> the unit will be designed to provide a space for end-of-life care for patients and families, as well as patients with chronic illnesses requiring pain and symptom management, something they definitely need at Mercy Hospital. I'll tell you what, you know, they this whole plan is a really, really good one, and, you know, we've talked to Tony Rabosa about this, and, you know, he's kind of been spearheading the capital campaign to get this done. It's it's a really, really good idea and uh, and and uh, they've raised a lot of money for this so far. They've done very very well. But well, I believe I mean, the the, uh, the the capital campaign continues too. You know, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that it took the death of somebody who was prominent throughout the area to get something like this done at a hospital. Yeah, you know, because we've talked many times before about how. You know, they have all these fancy cancer centers and these birthing centers, and that's that's hospital marketing. That's that's what they do. Um, but when you get to the end of your life, they kind of put you in a cold room uh, in a floor far, far away from the rest of that uh, fancy stuff that they got. Right. And it's not very comfortable. This is uh, this is what what's definitely needed. And I and I wish that had been part of my experience with with the hospital system. That the, the, they had something like like that, yeah, to do, you know, and uh, you know, Andy was a friend of mine, uh, you know, when he was alive, and I know this is the kind of thing he would have been very, very proud to have his name associated with, and you know what, uh, it, it's it's the right thing to do, and and, and I'm in full support of Mercy doing this. I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, a couple in Arizona just got married in the same grocery store aisle where they met last year. And they say romance is dead. He's 78 and she's 72. They Ooh. were both buying mayonnaise when they started chatting. So it's not called Hellman's. What is it called on the uh, on the west of the Rockies? Best Foods. Best Foods? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe they were grabbing for the same jar of Best Foods. Hey, that's my jar of mayonnaise. No, that's my jar of mayonnaise. So then he uh, proposed to her in the same spot earlier this year, and then they went back last month to tie the knot. Now, in the uh, at the reception, will there be a large mayonnaise bar for the guests? Um, like a mayonnaise dipping bar? Well, I would imagine that all of the foods related around a mayonnaise uh, type of food, you know, like uh, like you just said, like chicken salad. Uh, you need a little bit of mayonnaise for that. Well, egg salad, egg salad, egg, egg salad, salad uh, with pasta salad. Sure, you can, you can, the possibilities are endless. You could even have a sandwich with a bunch of mayonnaise on it. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. You know, you put mayonnaise on bread and then fry it. That's how you make the crispy grilled cheese. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried it before, and it actually works out pretty well. Better than butter. Better than butter because it doesn't get as greasy as butter. I like greasy butter. Do you? I do. Oh, you can leave my mail on. It's oh, okay. I, I didn't yeah, have no idea. Have to, you don't have to, actually you can turn it off. <clears throat> I'm going to turn that off. Okay. No, you can turn it on. I'm going to turn it. Okay, it's yeah. back on. But, but you don't have, need it right now. I'm, I'm going to need it later okay. so you can turn it off. But you can turn it back on if you want right, let me to. turn this back on. Yeah, but you know what? I don't want the sound coming over the air. Why don't you All turn right, that back off? I'm going to turn that back off. All right, cool. All right, thanks.
just wanted to make that clear. But yeah, you meet you meet you, the love of your life inside the inside the grocery store. You, what are the odds, huh? Yeah. Do you, can you combine your savings club cards together? Actually, I believe you can. Like or uh, or you just apply for a new one together. Like you know, you go to Stop and Shop and you get those points towards your gas. Yes. Well, let's say uh, he's got three hundred points. Uh, she's got four hundred points together. They could get seventy cents off a, uh, a tank of gas, up to twenty gallons. By the way, seems to me as a that's the way uh, that's the way love is that's is the, built. That's the lucrative thing of meeting yeah, somebody yeah. in a grocery store. Oh, I hear you. you how do you do the ceremony with the, without the loudspeaker going off? Well, I, you know, I just think maybe that's just a part of the uh, a part of the ceremony. Yeah, you got that uh, that Muzak playing in the background, or you hear the you know, "Lady in Red" by Krista Berg, and uh, you know that that's your special song because that's the song you heard when you both grabbed grabbed that jar of mayonnaise together. When I worked in uh, when I was in college, I worked for Coca Cola. Okay, and I would go. The, my job was to go and stock all the shelves at all the grocery stores in a specific area. Sure. So they gave you. It was like I was going to Westfield State, so they gave us like the five stores to go to in, in Westfield to make sure all the stuff was stocked on the shelves. I always thought the people at the grocery store did that, but no, it's all the vendors that come in. And then, like, Coke is so anal about it. Like, you got to make sure that all that stuff is up front, uh, you know, on display. Right. And uh, I would always hear the the loudspeaker, and, I, and it was a, a computer-generated voice, and I thought she was saying Morris, telephone call on 135. I'm like, Morris? Who the hell is Morris? So after, uh, you know, working there for like three months at this uh, particular store, I, mm-hmm. I finally walked up to the courtesy counter. I'm like, I'm sorry, who is Morris that they keep calling for over the over the loudspeaker? And the lady goes, what? And I said, it just said, Morris, telephone call on 135. And she goes, florist. It's florist. And not she, Morris? No, it's not Morris, but the way it sounded to me was uh, they were looking for a guy named Morris. Suppose Morris works for the florist. Maybe. Morris the Morris florist. Morris the florist. Yeah. Right. But she looked at me like, you're an idiot. Why would you think that it was saying Morris? Uh, and then you know I could, what? You're, and the, I, you're the Coca-Cola guy. That doesn't mean you're an idiot. You just heard, you just yeah. misheard the, uh, the the announcement. Yeah, sure, but, everybody did. But then once she said it, then every time I've, he- I've heard it after that, I can tell the difference that it says florist. Interesting. My mind playing tricks on me. <laughs> Maybe it was the same voice that told me to go to Bone Deep Throat. Maybe. Lines. Maybe. Yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 40 and very windy. The wind advisory in effect until 5 p.m. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It is 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Right. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 750 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly sunny but windy today. Wind advisory in effect till 5 p.m. and a high of 40. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool continues at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners get a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Norista Organic Life Hydroponics. So check the stats, go with your gut, and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Norista Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, let's just get right into it. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. 
Kind of sounds like uh, Gary Hoes the Grinch, doesn't it? A little bit? A little bit. But it's not. Gary's better than that. Well, Gary's way better than that. I'm just saying. Does it kind of sound like that? It does. By the way, he'll be on the show with us uh, tomorrow morning, so uh, get look, get, uh, get ready for that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, clip number one. TikTok uh, trend has people using head and shoulder shampoo to clear up their acne. Really? Yeah. There's a new trend going viral on TikTok where influencers are using anti-dandruff shampoo like head and shoulders as a face wash to clear up acne. Here's uh, TikToker Elise Myers talking about the shampoo and getting great results. I have been using the Walmart version of Head & Shoulders on my face since I was like in middle school because I had a dermatologist tell me the zinc in dandruff shampoo is incredible for your face. Never had a problem with my skin, always had clear skin, and it wasn't until I stopped that I started getting all of these breakouts on my chin. I started trying to use like the fancy stuff because people were sending it to me for free. Never had worse skin in my entire life. Three days ago, I threw everything away and started using my dandruff shampoo again. Skin is already clear. Just to uh, to send it a little note here from Dr. Blair Murphy Rose, who is a dermatologist. Yeah. Sometimes that might be a recommendation, but stop doing this. It doesn't really work. Well, I mean, uh, but this woman says it completely cleared her skin. You believe everything that you uh, hear or see on the internet? On the TikToks? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's never been any misinformation passed along on a TikTok before. Other than the liver king being floated with steroids, I don't uh, know of a single thing that's been false Ah, on the TikToks. Uh, TikTok sucks. No, I love the TikToks. Um, Clip number two. Uh, Police are on the hunt for a Florida man who stole dozens of items from a Burlington store. He was caught on camera dragging out as much as he could right out the front door. Here's uh, Police Sergeant uh, Jose Torres talking about the wild shoplifting incident. He's doing the holiday shopping on the dime of the store, and it's something that we will not tolerate. Very brazen thief. Right now we have uh, a saturation of officers out there in the parking lots, undercover, in uniform, and when you see something like that, they need to be caught. Um... You're not going to stand for that, but the guy got away, dragging the stuff right out the front of the store. Right. As brazen as that is, he was still successful at it. <laughs> he, still, he still got out. Yeah. Uh, clip number three, a Cincinnati man rescued a bunch of packages dumped by a FedEx driver and then delivered to everyone who was missing their deliveries. Here is uh, Zach Ar- Arnwine talking about what he witnessed and why he decided to take action and bring people their packages. There was packages laying everywhere, so we decided to pick them up. I called every number on each box and told them that I had their package and I'm, I will deliver them to their house. Uh, kept thanking me so much because they said their package was delivered. And it never was. Well, did he get, like, tips? Did people leave him tips? I would have uh, said, well, here you go. Here's a five spot for bringing my package here, uh, even though FedEx wasn't going to deliver it for me. I don't know. You kept making the stops? <laughs> we kept ringing the bell. Oh, they they <laughs> kept, kept ordering. They kept, right. My ring doorbell kept going off, saying that, that that's what they were doing. <laughs> I don't know if I would take that kind of initiative. Oh, I wouldn't. No. I remember uh, years ago when I worked at the uh, the railroad, there was, UPS was, like, their biggest customer, so they got, like, priority on everything. And when, when it came to, like, safety concerns, right. that was, like, oh, the exemption was UPS. Like, they could do whatever the hell they want because, they, you know, they're the biggest customer and we got to get their packages uh, delivered. One time there was one that went on fire. Something was- A package? A package that was burning in the fire. Now- you, all these these trucks have manifests on them to tell you, you know, what's in them. Even small packages that you send through the mail, you're right. supposed to 
you know, fill out this, like, if there's batteries or something like that in there that's hazardous, you're supposed to be able to, to, to find <laughs> out what's in them. There was these managers from UPS, these supervisors and stuff. This truck was on fire, and they were jumping up to the back of the truck, throwing packages out to make sure they could salvage whatever they could. Yeah, putting their lives on the line. And throwing them in the back of their cars. <laughs> and it was like, really? Wow. Like, you're a company man. I would have just let that stuff burn right up. I don't care what you well, I don't care what you were ordering. I would not, uh, no. I would not go back into a burning vehicle to save a package. No, no. There ain't, uh, what can Brown do for you? Well, they can't visit your family, and when you die, you're saving packages from the back of a truck. Listen, I, I like my job, but I don't like being, I don't like the idea of being set on fire for it. Listen, if this place were to be set on fire. Again? I would not come. Again, I would not come back to get anything. Like it's all insured. Yeah, there's 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 nothing worth. There's nothing anything in this building that is worth to me. Yeah. That that would make me. Oh yeah, I want to be the exemplary employee by saving something. Anything good that's ever been in this building that I didn't already steal, I'm yeah. not going to go back and uh, get it again. Anything good in this building has already left the building. <laughs> And we're not we, done yet. We have several ranks of management to <laughs> confirm that. That is now here. This it is 756 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. New England Patriots. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and windy today with a wind advisory still in effect until 5 p.m. Uh, and a high of 40. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 47. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. And he's on the phone this right now getting ready for tonight's big game with Buffalo. How you doing, Scott? Doing great, guys. How we doing? Dude, two Thursdays in a row? <laughs> Who's scheduling this damn thing for you? I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I just wake up and I just do the same thing every day. We were uh, we were talking on the air earlier, and we kind of wanted to to know like a little behind the scenes thing. What time do you get there? Uh, so like tomorrow, for instance, uh, my radio interview with Bill Belichick at five. So I'll have to get to the stadium around four thirty. Park the car, get my coffee, say my highs to everybody, and then make my way to coach's office. And so my day tomorrow starts about 4.30 after my show, which I do for four hours from 10 to 2 every day. That's crazy. And then so what time do you get home at night when you have game night? About 1.30 after TV. Oh, Jesus Awful. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's one thing to do like the Thanksgiving Day game. I mean, I kind of get that. I mean, it's, it's kind of like yeah. a big highlight primetime thing. But they have to do it like two weeks in a row on a Thursday. That has to suck. It, it sucks because it's Thursdays, but you also get the bonus of not having anything those three days on that weekend. Yeah, you get a long so weekend. I get hammered and just black out one of those. Yeah, days. now, yeah, now we're talking. That You know what? That's what everybody else is going to do. Hell yeah. I mean, it's, it's the season, right? That's now now you, you juggle all this in with Christmas and Coming up after this, we got to go out to Arizona on a Saturday. Team stays out of Tucson. Then you go to Vegas. Then you don't get home till after Vegas. So all before the holidays, one week before Christmas. Yeah, that's it. So I want to talk about the. Yeah, I want to talk about the, the, the your last week's game. You know, obviously, uh, you know, Mac had a great, great game. Probably his first you know real game where you say, oh, okay, maybe he's starting to pull this whole thing together. But every time I've tried to see a different view 
of that that Hunter Henry overturned touchdown. And you know, if he makes if he if they don't take that away from him, it's a different game. You go into overtime and maybe you win the game. But every time I look at it, I don't see what they were looking at. To me, it looks like he caught the ball. I don't understand what a crap call that was. Right. Right. Now, now he did catch the ball. So, first of all, he caught it and made a football move, which is holding it out over the line with both hands. Then he was pulling it in to go to the ground to, to, to land as he's getting tackled. What they saw was his left fingers underneath the ball, securing the ball. Now, the top part of the ball, as his left hand hit the ground, did touch the ground. The problem is, for the National Football League, the ball never moved. Now, if that ball hitting the ground caused it to become dislodged from those fingers, then we got a problem. So he still held on it. You see him roll over, and when he pulls it into his chest, corner of his shoulder pad hits the top of the ball. That's what pops the ball. He still caught it, though. After it. Well, that's. So, but I don't that's, know what the hell they're talking about. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. I mean, you're talking about you're, you're splitting hairs of hairs that were already split. And to me, it's like, you know, if you didn't have instant replay, you would never have seen any of that. And you'd, and you'd give them the touchdown. And I just. Yeah, you know, listen. I understand instant replay has its benefits and its and and, and whatever. But you look at a, a play like that and you just go, "What yeah. in God's name it just happened here?" It's it, it's way too close. And we had a TV timeout, which is three and a half minutes. They came back. The guy's still under the hood. He went on. He was there another two minutes. Yeah. If you don't know by then, if you don't have any definitive men, uh, evidence to overturn the original call, the original call stands. The original call was a touchdown. It should have stood. I agree. I agree. But Mac, but Mac right. Jones still wound up having a great game. I mean, 382 yards. I mean, that's that's a yeah. real good day for him. That's, that's as good as day as a pro, uh, as a Patriot, even coming out coming out of the gate from the beginning of the game. I thought he had a fantastic opening drive. He needs to have one of those big ones in the fourth quarter, though. You know, have that Marquis Mac Jones comeback moment. Um, uh, statistically, he was good. The ball was out quicker. We just made too many mistakes. You know, pants to the face. Uh Hit the punter, 97-yard kickoff return. You're not going to win games doing that. Can't get off the field on third down defense. Um, dropping that ball is not, or, or having that ball called incomplete was not the reason they lost that football game. Yeah, but he was only sacked three times, which is, uh, that's a major improvement. Yeah, like two of the sacks came at junk time, you know, when everybody's, you know, laying their ears back. Um, I thought he had good pocket presence, got rid of the ball. It's his best, one of his best games, yet yeah, as a pro. So in a, in a game like tonight, where there's you know there's so many different you know playoff implications, even with you know six weeks left in the uh, in the regular season, uh, and Buffalo is still favored. I'm kind of surprised that they're only favored by four, considering how good Buffalo has been. I don't know if you know last week's game with with Minnesota changed all that, or the fact that Buffalo's a little beat up is uh, is playing into it. But I would have expected a couple weeks ago that that differential would have been much greater than four points. Well, our defense is pretty good, and we have we are starting to move the ball a little bit. Uh, Buffalo has some issues. You know, you're out with Vaughn Miller; he's done for the year with a knee. Uh, Allen hasn't played fantastic football as of late. They don't really run the ball. Um, you know, they're playing on short schedules. They had to go to, to, to Detroit twice in a matter of last week. They had to deal with that snowstorm, all that stuff that wears on you. And uh, Buffalo has not won a division game yet. They're only two in our division. Patriots are two and one in the AFC East. They're five and two against the conference in the AFC. So right now, any tiebreakers, New England's got an advantage. So it's actually tighter than you think. You think Buffalo's coming in as a division leader. Well, it's really Miami. Miami's got tiebreakers on them. So um, 
We'll see what happens tonight. I don't know. I think it's a 50-50 flip of the quarter. Maybe you, uh, you saw this is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone. I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, this came out yesterday. Uh, Jeff Howe, who writes for The Athletic, uh, came up with this idea that you know, the Patriots have a lot of room under the salary cap after the end of the season. I think they get the, the fourth yeah. highest amount that'll be available to them. And what, uh, what Howe suggested is that the Patriots might take a run for Tom Brady for next season. Now, I, for me, I think that's maybe the dumbest idea they could do unless they're going to give him a 10-day contract so he can retire as a Patriot. But I can't imagine why you would waste that opportunity with all that cap space to not shore up the things that you're deficient in, like an offensive line or extra extra receivers. I don't know why you would even consider yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, to me, and I know, I know both parties very well, I think, the, I think the Brady split happened and it is a split and he is not coming back. Um, I don't buy it for one second. I think there's a zero percent chance of Tom returning to play and play long. Uh, he's got to find a way to get in the playoffs with his team now and try and go on a run because I think that could potentially be it for him. Um, and bringing him back, I think it's a bad look for you because why'd you let him go in the first place? You didn't want to pay him the two for two for fifty. The guy went one elsewhere while you're still, you know, now begging him to come back and play for you. It's not a good look bringing him back. I don't think. It would be like the Yankees bringing back Roger Clemens that time, where you know he was, uh, you thought he was long gone, and he's like, and he on the jumbotron, I'm coming back, New York. You know, you yeah. think Tom Brady's going to be on the uh, the jumbotron <laughs> at Gillette, saying, "I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming back. No, and I'm taking all the no. money with me." <laughs> no, this is like, oh, you find out that your wife wants to go hang out with some other guy. You yeah. let it happen. Say, oh yeah, everything's fine. Come on back home. No. Yeah. No, no, no. No, thank yeah. you. I, I mean, it, it just seems to me that if you've got this kind of opportunity to spend a little bit of cash, you do it on the things that you actually need. And right now, a 46-year-old quarterback for next season is not the thing that they need. They need thing to protect their, the young quarterback now to make sure that he doesn't get sacked six times in a game, yeah. that he can move the football. And Those are the things that uh, – yeah, I mean. You, you, hear, you hear rumors all the time, and some of them make sense, but something like this makes absolutely no sense to me at all. No, nah, it doesn't. I would entertain it if you ran Tom's offense still. Like, you did away with Tom's offense this year. So you, you implemented this whole new offense. So what are you going to do, waste a year of, of this new offense where all the new guys that came in, now you're going to teach another one and have Brady's demands met? That's a tough thing to do at this stage. So you you mentioned you know uh, Miami having the, the tiebreaker in the in the division over Buffalo and you know right now you can make the argument that this division is probably one of the strongest in football. Every team oh, yeah, in yeah. in the division's got a winning record, including uh, the Patriots, who are in last place at six and five. But you look at uh, you know what Miami has done. They've they've knocked down five wins in a row. Uh, it's that's a hell of a tough team that you know a couple of years ago was just god awful. When a team when a team starts to improve, uh, you know, obviously it's a process. But you've been a part of good teams. You've been a part of bad teams. When that happens, and you're a player who may be on the bubble of of, uh, of sticking around or or maybe not sticking around, how do you gel a team like that? Because obviously, if you're you're kind of moving your way forward, there's going to be a lot of guys that don't necessarily yeah. follow you from one season to the next. So as a player, how do you kind of reconcile that in your head? It's, it's, it's kind of, it's a different situation down there. <clears throat> like the whole environment, like it doesn't feel like NFL Sunday when you're down there. It's like, it's Miami, it's Miami beach, it's Lauderdale, it's a party, it's an event. Uh, I think they got the, 
the right head coach for it. The guy's laid back. He's like Joe Cool. Players like him. Seems like he's calm to it down. He let the defense run itself by Josh Boyer. Josh Boyer's a great defensive coach. We had him here. That defense is kicking ass. And he's just go out and pay for Tyreek Hill and you draft Jalen Waddle. I mean, there's your team. Yeah. And you should be able to. The impressive thing about Miami is they're consistent. They're the same team every week. They're not hitting that wall. And it feels like Tua is getting better every week. So we'll see where they are at the end of the year. They have to come up here and play in the cold, but that could be a whole different animal. And then you know you you close out the regular season with the Patriots with the with the Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills. the The schedule isn't getting any easier, you know, right now. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare against the Bills tonight and again in uh, the first week of, uh, I mean, the second week of uh, uh, January. So there's a lot. There's a you know, this is a pretty important game tonight. Oh, you think so? Yeah, the season <laughs> starts tonight to me, and it's a four game season. This yeah. is it. This is your chance to get in or go home. And uh, it starts tonight, guys. All right. Well, listen, enjoy yourself. Hopefully you get to home at a reasonable hour. <laughs> enjoy, your, enjoy your three-day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your face out there in Western Massachusetts. Ooh. Bad joke. <laughs> okay. Scott's all like, that meant. I don't even know what that meant. I don't either. even know. But you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna give you a pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. I'll, I'll something better next week. I'll all right, all right sounds good. Go. Sounds good. Scott Zolak brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. It's eight twenty. We're back some dangle and rock one hundred two. Hey, poser. Okay, so good. Rock, it's eight twenty eight. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be sunny and windy today with a high of 40. Wind advisory in effect till 5 p.m. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 47. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Today is a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll have uh, tickets to uh, tomorrow night's game mm-hmm. against the Rockford Ice Hogs. The Rockford Ice Hogs. That's right. They're coming all the way out from <coughs> central Illinois to try to face the impossible task of beating the Thunderbirds in their own home. Uh, we'll have uh, the tickets to the game for tomorrow. Hats, the koozies, the Eastern Conference Championship mini, uh, championship mini banner. That's all coming up a little bit later on this hour, so make sure you are locked in for that. I like Thunderbird Thursdays. I do, too. Yeah. I, I, I feel bad when it's a Thursday and we don't have the stuff to give away because they're on the road or what have you. But yeah. when we got a Thunderbird Thursday. we got that package. That's cool. Awesome. I like I'm that. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, tomorrow, Gary Hoey will be joining us. He's going to be uh, coming through, I believe, the Wolf's Den tomorrow mm-hmm. and then in uh, at Mohegan, and then uh, he'll be in Fall River on Saturday, so we'll be talking to Gary a little bit uh, tomorrow. Uh, also, uh, just a last-minute addition at, uh, you know, short break with uh, West Springfield Mayor Will Reichelt. When? Uh, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow? I just got the uh, notification that uh, oh, okay. he's bringing his grandpa with him. <laughs> Grandpa Sully. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's coming. Ed Sullivan will be here with him too. Well, good. Maybe they could uh, bring a snack. Well, we'll we'll talk to him about uh, you know all the goings on in West Springfield. Oh, there's uh, lots. There's lots. What, going what's on. up, Dan O'Brien's craw about marijuana? Yeah, and all that other good stuff. I'd like to hear the answer to that. I'd like to hear the answer to that too. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. You've got a life to live, and you don't want to miss a beat. But if it happens, Trinity Health of New England is ready. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Springfield City Councilor since 2013, Justin Hurst has decided uh, that he will be running for mayor of Springfield. Good for him. That'll make things interesting. He kind of looks like a runner. He's very fit. 
He is uh, built like a brick crap house, that guy. Uh, Councilor Hurst's announcement comes from after talking with his family and wanting to see Springfield prosper into a first-class city. He envisions a city that is, quote, bold and innovative. Uh, Our city deserves a forward-thinking leader who will meet with the moment and will continue to listen and talk with the residents of Springfield to determine how together we can create and have a government that works well for all of Springfield. Yeah, I I had heard rumors that uh, that Justin was uh, considering this. It's not a real big surprise, but... Dominic Sarno, I'm, I'm trying to think here. I think the last time he faced a, a tough opponent would have been uh, Jose Tosado. Tostito. Tosado. Tostito. It's Tosado. I believe it was Tostito. Yeah, at the time, but now it is Tosado. And he also embraced that name, too. Begrudgingly, I'm sure. But uh, it, it, nevertheless, uh, you know, Dom Sarno could be very tough to beat. Yeah, and but but Justin Hurst, uh, you yeah. know, brings uh, brings a wallop. I like Justin and all, but then I'm going to have to come up with a new nickname for the mayor. You yeah, know? I don't, I don't, I don't know what you uh, do. It's uh, let's see, uh, Patty Hurst. Something with Patty Hurst. Can we do something? Yeah, like that? I don't, I don't know. No, uh, Justin Time. Justin Time. Oh, Justin Time. I yeah, there you like go. That. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a minute. Justin Time to throw my hat into the ring from the mayoral race in Springfield. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I can imagine uh, when uh, when uh, Mayor Dom Dom heard this news, all you heard out of the I, I bet you I bet you if I called Bill Baker, I said, "Hey, what was the sound like yesterday?" And he's like, "All I heard was bocce balls." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can't wait for the debates. Oh, there's gonna be a Dom Dom smash when that happens. He'll just stand there and go, "I don't even need to say nothing." Okay, you've already seen what I've done. Let him blab and blab on about what he wants to talk about, but we've already done it, okay? We've done it, and we do it well. Who's going to take care of these handlebars off these bikes that keep coming through the city? You don't think Hurst is going to do that, do you? He might. You dingbats want to vote for a guy like that, you go right ahead. Anyhow, Anyhow. I'm, 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 I'm sure at some point we'll talk to Justin about uh, this very thing. Uh, authorities in Massachusetts are looking for a 27-year-old man they say was involved in the killings of a married couple in a community south of Boston. Carl Madison said, and Vicki Mat- uh, Madison, both 70, were found dead with obvious signs of trauma in their Marshfield home just after 9 p.m. on Tuesday by police responding to a well-being check. Uh, they appeared to have been stabbed and beaten. Jesus. Autopsy results are pending. Uh, police are now looking for Christopher Keeley, who uh, Cruz uh, said was uh, acquainted with the couple, although they did not disclose their exact relationship. The victims were targeted and the killings were not random acts of violence. He did not disclose a motive. Mass State Police announced they are no longer looking for the Jeep Wrangler that Keeley might have been driving. The vehicle was found unoccupied. It's uh, unclear how long Keeley has been gone and he may be out of state by now. Uh, Keeley is considered to be armed and dangerous, so do not approach him. You're asked to call the police if you see him. Uh, he uh, Akili, who faces murder charges, may have changed his appearance, uh, including dyeing his hair red. Really? Yeah. He's like a master of disguise, this guy. Yeah. Wouldn't uh, giving yourself red <clears throat> hair kind of make you stick out? Not if you're looking for someone uh, who had black hair or he was blonde. It was like uh, bright blonde hair he had. Mm. That's, uh, that's not good. Did they say what the connection was between these uh, the victims and this guy? No, there's no motive. Well, they just said that, that they were acquainted somehow, but they didn't give any details on, on how they were acquainted. Interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, for the th- third time since Sunday, New Hampshire State Police have arrested a Massachusetts driver they said was driving at more than 100 miles per hour while intoxicated. For the third time since Sunday, around what? 11 p.m. Tuesday night, a New Hampshire State trooper clocked a Milford Mass man driving 116 miles an hour on I-93 through Tilton, about 20 miles north of the state capital of Concord. The uh, trooper pulled the 25-year-old man over and, after a roadside investigation, placed him under arrest. The man was charged with aggravated driving under the influence, having an open container of alcohol in his car, operating without a valid license, and reckless operation of a motor vehicle. Today is what? Thursday? Yeah. And he's been tagged for speeding and drunk driving three times since what? Sunday? Yeah. No, no, not him himself. There's oh. two other incidents. Oh, I was... But I still, was, since, the way it, the way it sounded, it was like one guy. Oh no, no, no! He pinched was, three times no, for driving he, like a dope on the on the highways. He he probably wouldn't have been out in time to do it three times. I, I wouldn't think they'd be out in time to do it a second time. Two days prior, a different New Hampshire state trooper encountered a similar similar situation twice in one shift. Around 3:20 a.m. on Sunday, as the trooper monitored highway traffic from the side of I-93 in Concord, uh, in the Concord suburb of Bow, or is it Bow? How do you Bo. say it, Bow? He uh, observed a car approaching at a very high rate of speed, the state police spokesperson said. The trooper registered the car moving at 120 miles an hour and pulled over the driver, a 25-year-old Boston man. After a roadside investigation, the trooper arrested the man on charge of aggravated driving under the influence. I don't like driving 120 miles an hour stone cold sober. Never mind doing it drunk. Yeah, but when you're drunk, that usually kind of encourages that kind of behavior because you think you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof and nothing's going to stop you. I suppose, man. Uh, earlier in his shift, that same trooper pulled over a Merrimack mass man that uh, said he was traveling 100 miles per hour on I-93 through Concord. The 47-year-old driver was placed under arrest for aggravated driving under the influence. All three drivers have been released on bail in order to appear in New Hampshire District Court, said later dates. Three in two days. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you spent a lot of time uh, in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, but there's really not much to do in that state but get drunk. And uh, quite frankly, I'm not surprised uh, that uh, you don't hear of this more often. But that's an awful, that's like cluster drunk driving. Yeah. Over 100 miles an hour. Well, these drunks must have some place to be in a hurry. Well, you probably got to pee. You're drinking all that booze all night long. Then you pull over and you pee in the woods like I, everybody else does. You know what? I shouldn't have tapped the keg at Roger's house. <laughs> why did I do that? Why did I t- why did I break the seal? Now I got to pee every 5 minutes, but I'm uh, I'm only 10 minutes from home. <laughs> the uh I'm 10 minutes from home at 110 miles an hour. The uh downtown Westfield storefront, formerly occupied by Mama Cakes, will not remain vacant for long. Remember we talked about this a couple of weeks yeah. ago and there's a line outside the doors selling every last bit of frosting that they had yep. uh for that cupcake thing. Well, guess who's moving in? Hot oven cookies. Ooh. Yeah. They're going to open that second location at the former cupcake shop. Hot oven cookies owner Sheila Kuhn said the bakery hopes to open its Westfield shop on February 1st of next year. She hopes to begin preparing the new space in mid-December. Now, they got that place over on Allen Street. Yep. I haven't been in there, but I've heard good things. Well, I've had them. I had them uh, last week at the uh, the Christmas tree lighting. Yes. How were yeah. they? They were delicious. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, I'll tell you what. A hot oven cookie on a cold night. 
Mm, yeah, that, that does sound good. good, doesn't it? Yeah, this is not the first time uh, Hot Oven Cookies had looked into expanding into Westfield, uh, having explored other locations in the city as recently as earlier this year. But after Mama Cakes closed its doors last month, Coon's daughter, Jenny Rivera, uh, encouraged her mom to look into the location considering the similarities between the two businesses. Uh, Rivera will run the store in Westfield. Well, there you go. Nice family business. And... Uh, Perfectly utilizing a space that had already had baked goods in it. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, I'm looking on their website right now. Because, <clears throat> you know, again, uh, might be kind of fun to go over there. For 25 bucks, I can get a big giant cookie pie. Do you see the cookie pie? No. Yeah, you're going to want to look at these. Look at the cookie pie. Anything with the word cookie in it. Anything with the word pie. Although, I'm not a fan of the oatmeal cookies. Don't serve me one of those. You know what? Unpopular opinions, mm-hmm. I prefer a good oatmeal raisin cookie. <laughs> I know. I know. Some people can't even put that in their mouth or even walk past it. For me, I love a good oatmeal raisin cookie. Chocolate chunk. Uh, even white chocolate. Even, uh, you know, M&Ms inside the cookies. Any number of different candies or mm-hmm. something like that in a regular type of cookie. Listen, I'm not discounting or turning my nose at a chocolate chip cookie or a chocolate chunk or a white chocolate cookie. I mean, I'm not turning. I would never walk away from it. But given the choice, there's always a bigger stack of oatmeal raisin cookies than there are of the chocolate chip, which means I'm playing my cards right. I go home with more cookies than you. I guess you might. That's what I'm talking about. Next year's uh, tax refund may not be as large as it was in the past. The IRS warned on Tuesday. Hey, we're warning you. We don't have enough money in this pill to give you back to you. Didn't we all just get a big, fat, giant refund? What do you mean? From a state? From the state. But yeah. this is the, uh, oh, the, this is the actual, the, oh, IR, the, the big one. Yes. Not the uh, DOR, well, the you know IRS. What? If I'm not going to get the refund I had last year, and I'm making almost exactly the same next uh, this year as I did the year before, yeah. I'm even thinking about not even a... You're not even filing. But, That's the way you're going to be. You're well, going to be difficult. So will I. You're not. Get, basically, they're saying you're not getting. There's no stimulus payment anymore. That's gone. You're not going to get that extra cash. Yeah. Well, taxpayers will not receive an additional stimulus payment with the 2023 tax refund because there was no economic impact payments for 2022. You know what the the real scary thing is? You got to worry about. Did we talk about this on the air? Or was it off the air about the bear attacks? Huh? Bear attacks? What's that? The thing you got to be scared of. Oh no no no! Right, okay. You got to be scared of those too. But uh, the this this whole idea of the six hundred dollar threshold mm. for mm. Venmo transactions. Yes. So it's gonna be a cluster because people use Venmo all the time to like split checks at a restaurant. So if you y'all went out, one person paid for the meal, and then I give you, I say, uh, Bax, let me uh, Venmo you thirty bucks to put my portion in for the meal. <laughs> There's no distinction between me just reimbursing you for the money or me paying you thirty dollars, and then let's say we went out to lunch uh, twenty times over the course of a year, which you and I would never do. No, uh, but you reached the six hundred dollar threshold. Then all of a sudden you got to file a 1099 or a 1024 yeah. or a 556 or an 822. That's uh that is crap because you know and and you know the thing is the IRS or the government whatever the hell it is you know they know there's a whole it's like quiet economy going on behind their back. 
Yeah. And they want a part of it. But, you know, you're absolutely right. It's one thing to pay an individual a few bucks that you may owe. It doesn't necessarily mean you should be taxed on that, well, then that, on that exchange. There's a bill being introduced to raise this threshold to $5,000, which would make a hell of a lot more sense. Sure. Because you, you, now you what? You're going to nickel and dime the working man? You're you already know? nickel and dime no the working kidding. man. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're talking about all these uh, these things that, you know, uh, the railroads going on strike and mm-hmm. all this other stuff because you're not paying, the, these companies aren't paying what they should. And now you want to start nickel and diming me because I paid a babysitter uh, 50 bucks for a Friday night? Come on. You know, if you go out, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Like the babysitter exchange. Yeah. That's an excellent point because what's it cost for a babysitter now? Um, it's it, it's a it, roughly ten to fifteen dollars an hour, depending on okay you know, what what who you're getting so, and what you're doing. So let's say you go out enough mm-hmm. where you're paying six hundred hours a year for the babysitter. Yeah, it's a lot, but I mean it's you know it's not unheard of that you could theoretically pay, spend that much on a babysitter. That's just on the babysitter. You're pay- if you if you gave the babysitter cash, that's an under the table exchange. Yeah, which says to me, you're basically throwing Venmo out of business because what? there ain't no way I'm gonna be, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be you know filing out a, a tax form because I just paid a babysitter six hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, like you know, I run a, I run a business, or I, I'm getting out of the business, but I, I run a business where sometimes people pay me in Venmo. Yeah. You know, okay, that's fine. You report that. You have to report that on your income because it's a it's it's money that came into you via even an electronic. Uh, sorry about that. It's all right. Drop my coffee. But uh, you, you know that's that's a reasonable exchange. Somebody yeah. gives you over six hundred dollars. Yeah, you should have to claim that if it's for like a business kind of thing. But when you're talking about you know, me and you, or or you and one of your friends, or even between you and your wife. Right. You know, we we you gotta claim the six hundred bucks. Stupid. Anything over six hundred bucks? That is ridiculous. That's it, gonna cause a. It's gonna cause a backup at yeah. the IRS. You know, that's the problem with the government. They don't really understand what they're getting into. They're just looking at this as an opportunity for another cash grab. Yeah. But they don't necessarily understand or care. How this affects the little guy. If you're a business owner, sure, that makes sense. You got to claim that as income. I get that. That makes sense. But for the average slob like you and me, yeah, you know, just the average working day uh, hump, you're just trying to get by. You're going to have the IRS up your colon trying to find out how much are you spending on Venmo or Cash App or any of these other. Uh, any of these other uh, Zell? What any of these other sites? Yeah, and how to distinct between you know? So I mean, I buy uh, as a friend of mine that I buy a week off him every year mm-hmm. for this uh, vacation uh, thing that I go on. Right? It's like a timeshare thing, and I give him the fee for it. Uh, so what? Now you're gonna you're gonna make me fill out a 1099 form to to get that vacation exchange it's, it's, it's stupid ridiculous your uh, pioneer valley forecast today windy wind advisory in effect until 5 p.m tonight but sunny high of 40 tomorrow sunny and a high of 47 it's 35 right now in downtown springfield i'm steve nagel and that's the news on rock 102 oh yeah and we're back hey it's, and uh, we are back it's yes we are it's 851 with Bax and nagel and rock 102 what song would have played if we played a song there uh it would have been a tom petty song again 
Yes, it All would right. have been a Tom Petty song. Well, see, we spared again. everybody for doing that. Well, uh, I don't want to put it quite to, quite that way. I just uh, I just gave you the forecast. We don't need to do that now. Uh, tomorrow, Gary Hoey will be joining us. He was supposed to be uh, with us during the Mayflower Marathon. He had some uh, he had some personal things going on. And he had to uh, to postpone it. But tomorrow is the day, and he's going to be at the Wolf's Den uh, tomorrow night at Mohegan Sun and in Fall River on Saturday. If you've never had a chance to see Gary play uh he's got a brand new band and the guy is absolutely phenomenal 745 tomorrow will be uh mayor will reichelt in the studio oh good how about that with his good. grandpa grandpa ed yeah i hope uh if they can bring something along with them <clears throat> maybe maybe some uh pastries Ooh, I, uh, yeah. breakfast sandwiches oh uh, yeah any number yeah. of different I, I food mean, items uh, would be would be welcomed i mean i'm not saying it's a requirement of their appearance i'm just saying that uh you know it would be a nice okay. change of pace perhaps you know it's not the requirement but some people do bring things that's like i was just watching uh i had to w- w- i like watching older movies uh, you know i watched office space over the weekend yeah where jennifer aniston's uh working at uh flingers or or she's working at one of those uh the restaurants with the flare on it. Yeah, she had fifteen pieces of flare, and the and the manager's telling you, uh, "Yeah, what are, you got to up your flare here?" And she's like, "Well, I have uh, the minimum. You have the minimum. Other people tend to wear more, but he wouldn't give her a number on how to do it." Right. I'm not saying it's required that you bring some sort of food in here, but people do. Steve, if you were to go to a party, yeah. let's say you had an invitation mm-hmm. to come to someone's house. Yeah. Hey, we're having we're having a, a bunch of friends over for dinner. Why don't you come? What's the first thing you ask? Can I bring anything? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if they say, "Oh, you don't have to bring anything," what's the first thing you do? You bring anything. Anyway. You bring something anywhere. Yeah, right, right. 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 It's the, the assumption that you don't arrive anywhere without at least something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I mean, it's it's just common courtesy. How many times? Has it happened when we've had a guest come into the studio with absolutely nothing in their hand but some sort of sob story or some sort of promotional gobbledygook that they want to get mm-hmm. on here for? And next, and, and and what do they bring? A goose egg, big jack squat. Now, when uh, Judy Matt comes into the studio, mm-hmm. she always brings a whole buffet of food, right? Yeah. Kim Lee was in here yesterday from Mira Vista. Uh, what did she bring? Dude, you just said Kim Lee, and an email came right over from her. Shut up. Like, she, uh, you you just mentioned her name, and uh, she was just uh, writing a thank you to us uh, for having us in here. It just popped up as you said now, her name. we should be sending her a thank you card because she was thoughtful enough to bring some muffin tops from Rice's. Absolutely. I think that is very courteous. Yeah, and now what do you think uh, Will Reichelt and Grandpa will bring? I know White Hut is open uh, bright and early uh, for breakfast sandwiches. Donut Uh, dip is always a good option. Donut dip is a perfectly good option. I know. As long as you bring the uh, the Boston cream donuts, that's the ones I like the best. They could even stop by Memos and bring us uh, a whole platter of eggs and bacon. Yeah, like a like a like a brunch box, like we got at the uh, Mayor Mayflower Marathon last week. By the way, place to be offers brunch boxes. You could stop and can order one and pick one up on the way here. Yes, yes. I mean, they could do all of those things. It's not a requirement of. Of course, no. it's just common courtesy. It's yeah, all. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's it. I mean, you know, we get plenty of t-shirts, but you can't eat a t-shirt at uh, you know eight fifty-four in the morning. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I like t-shirts. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, if they fit or well sized, and uh, you know, how, 
a breathable fabric. But yeah, you know, but that doesn't do me any good no. at 8:54 in the morning. Well, we'll see what they show up with tomorrow, and uh, Mayor Will Reichelt will talk about uh, the whole marijuana issue, mm. maybe, in in West Springfield, why okay. Dan O'Brien doesn't want... I'm going to tape Will Reichelt's mouth shut. <laughs> so, so he can just hum the yeah, answer. Yeah. yeah, what's your answer now, boy, huh? Hey, uh, today is a Thunderbird Thursday. You know what that means? Uh, it's Thursday? And yes. And it's uh, celebrating the Thunderbirds? It is celebrating the Thunderbirds. Tomorrow night... Uh, they're going to be taking on the, what is it, the, uh, the Rockford, Rockford Ice Hogs. That's a tough team from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're coming all the way out here from Illinois to take on the uh, the Thunderbirds. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets to tomorrow night's game. The package includes four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. You can win all that stuff if you're the 10th caller right now. At 293-1021. It's a Thunderbird Thursday right here on Rock 102. All right. There you have Good it. Good luck to you. It's 856 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live.